Open your King James Bible, please, to 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 14 for study number 158 today, please. This 15-minute audio Bible study commentary is titled 1 Timothy, study 158, and it's titled, Which is in Christ Jesus? Our text verse is found in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 14. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for the privilege of being able once again to open our Bible and to be able to study from it and preach from it and to declare the unadulterated words of truth that you've given to encourage our heart, to challenge our soul, and to show us what's right and what's wrong. I pray you'd touch our listeners today. Lord, I pray you open their mind and their heart as they listen. And I pray, God, that you'll use what we say today for your glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now this will be study number 158, and it'll be another study on verse number 14 of the first chapter of the book of 1 Timothy. This will be the ninth study on this verse 14 out of this first chapter. We will title this lesson today, Which is in Christ Jesus. Now the phrase, which is in Christ Jesus, is mentioned seven times in the entire Bible. All of these seven times are found in the writings of Paul. This phrase is mentioned one time in the book of Romans, it's mentioned two times in the books, book of 1 Timothy, and it's mentioned four times in the book of 2 Timothy. Now, the first reference we want to point out in this study is found in Romans chapter 8 and verse 39, which reads, Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul has given us some encouraging words about this union uh, that he has with the Lord. He's telling us that there's nothing that can separate us or him from the love of God. What a blessing. A child of God many times uh, forgets that. The devil is constantly oppressing us and keeping us, uh, you know, from remembering and keeping it in our memory so he can keep us defeated and keep us discouraged. We've dealt with the word Christ in this chapter, along with the word Jesus, and we've also dealt with the word Lord. Now, in this study, we're going to major on what holds us and binds us from being separated from the love of God. How amazing and marvelous is the love of God. The love of God is beyond our comprehension and beyond our imagination. There's no love like the love of God. It would be easy right here to stop and talk about the love of God and what it has done for all mankind. If we begin to dig out all there is to know about this one subject, we'd never move any further in this book of 1 Timothy. I give praise to the Lord Jesus Christ for his divine love above all love. His divine love is summed up in John chapter 3 and verse number 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. 
This one is an unexplainable verse. Our minds can't understand how God could love us as old sinful human beings with such a love that he would send his only begotten son to die for our sins and take our place on a place called Calvary. Why he would even think of forgiving us of our sins and saving our souls is beyond my imagination. But I want to say, hallelujah, he did. Praise his name. The next verse we want to look at in our, in, is found in our text verse that we just read a moment ago. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 14. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. In this verse, we find that the grace of our Lord was exceeding. I like that word, exceeding abundant. Amen. I mean, it's abundant plus, if you will. Without the love of God, we would not have the peace uh, of the prize of our redemption for our sins, and we would be lost for all eternity. Now, I want to say, likewise, without the grace of our Lord, we would not have the salvation of God presented to us either, and we would be lost forever. The love of God and the grace of God can't be explained by the human mind. It'll take an eternity and a new glorified body to be able to even try to explain what we have experienced in our lifetime down here on this earth. Praise his glorious name. I like the words exceeding abundant used in this verse. God is exceeding abundant in all that he does or has or does. Amen. There is no limit to what he is able, thank God, to do. What a God uh, that can reach down to the lowest to pick up a sinner and raise him to the highest that man could ever reach. I want to say glory, glory, and another glory. Praise his name. The next reference to this term uh, or phrase is found in 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 13. The Bible said, For they that have used the office of a deacon well purchase to themselves a good degree and great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. There's our phrase. We have seen the love, the grace, and now we've seen the faith in, his, in this verse here, which is in Christ Jesus. The Lord has given us the faith to believe on his name. I didn't have the uh, faith to do it. I didn't have the ability to do it. So God said in John chapter 1, 12, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Jesus had to give us even the power to become a child of God because we're helpless and hopeless without strength until he gives us the faith to believe. I like what Paul tells us in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, which is one of my favorite verses. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. 
Notice in this verse also that God gives great boldness in this faith. He says great boldness in the faith. Only the Lord can give us boldness to perform and do what he desires for us to do. Without that great boldness, we would be wimps without strength, and we'd be trampled under the foot of the world, the flesh, and the devil. This boldness is necessary to every child of God in order to fill any position in which the Lord has placed us into. Our strength comes from the Lord. In this verse, we see Paul is talking about the deacons. They certainly need great boldness for service to the King of Glory in our modern day. Now we've seen that nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Then we saw that nothing will exceed the grace with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Then we saw the great boldness in the faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Now in our next verse, we see the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, or chapter 1, in verse 1, Paul says, An apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. Now, the key fact is we have none of us. Uh, in I mean, the key fact is we have none of this without the Lord Jesus Christ. I like the promises of God, don't you? He never fails in his promises. They're accurate and true. He never has to change his mind. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. They're always true. I like that promise of life. Amen. Eternal life, that is. Amen. Praise his name. Now we're told to hold fast to that and not let it go with what we have heard from the Lord God in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 13. He said, Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me. Now here's your phrase, in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Every Christian must hold to what we have received through the preaching, through the reading, and through the studying of the word of God, given in faith to us, and love by Christ Jesus our Lord. What a tremendous phrase uh, we've have, we have right here before us. Christ is our all in all. We need nothing or nobody or no one but him. To hold fast means to hold with all our strength without wavering or backing down. It means you're to hold with all your strength and not even think about letting loose. Too many in our day are turning, compromising, and quitting. We need more determination to keep on keeping on in this land of sin filled with violence, wickedness, and deception. May God give us the strength to hold high the blood-stained banner and charge the devil with the word of God and the blood of Christ. Now the Apostle Paul gives us another verse with this phrase that deals uh, with our salvation in 2 Timothy 2.10. Therefore, he says, I endure all things for the elect's sakes, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Paul is concerned about the salvation of the elect, which are the Jewish people. 
He wanted them to obtain the salvation of their souls, which is in Christ Jesus. The next verse using this phrase, which is in Christ Jesus, that we want to see is found in 2 Timothy 3.15. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. In our last verse, we saw Paul was concerned about the souls of the Jewish people and wanted them to be saved. In this present verse, we see how they're to obtain this salvation. It is to be received by or through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Many are trying to obtain salvation by and through their own means. There are so many ways people think they can obtain salvation that it's astonishing to me. According to the word of God, salvation is by grace through faith in the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Salvation is not by church membership. It's not by baptism. It's not by doing good. It's God tells us in the word of God, his salvation is in a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. God said in Acts 4.12, Neither is our salvation in any other. For there is none other name given uh, under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Then we find in Romans 10.9 and 10, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. We're told that salvation is a gift of God that can't be earned or purchased. In Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, the Bible said, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We then find how to get this salvation in a little place in Scripture called Luke chapter 13 and verse 3. And the Lord says, I tell you nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Have you repented and called upon Jesus Christ today? Do you know him as your personal savior? Have you allowed him to move in? Have you allowed him to take over your life? Have you allowed him to save you? Have you allowed him to make you a new creature in Christ Jesus? He'll do it. You've got to do your part, and that is call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now we trust this lesson today, study number 158, which is titled, Which is in Christ Jesus, has informed and helped you and strengthened you and give you some help and hope. May God bless you. My prayer is for you uh, today to be saved. Amen and amen.